Want to have better conversations? Join my free 21-day confidence-building course. You'll learn how to effectively talk about yourself and clearly explain what you do, so you'll be able to have more meaningful conversations with less awkward silences. Sign up now at freeconfidencecourse.com. You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. If you want to be a person of influence and achieve success in business and in life, this podcast is for you. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. What's up, you wonderful human you? I hope you're doing very well this week. Have you been practicing not caring about what others think of you? Hmm? And if so, has it made a difference to your confidence? Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go and listen to last week's episode, number 58, on how to not care about what others think. It's a very useful skill to have if you want to build confidence when talking to others, especially when talking about yourself. If you are new to the podcast this week, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. If we haven't met yet, my name is Christina Cantors, and I'm the host of this show and also the founder of The C Method, which is a training business that helps driven young professionals and business owners be more confident and communicate more effectively. While I am based in Melbourne, Australia, this podcast, Stand Out Get Noticed, is my way of sharing my message with and helping people all over the world, which I absolutely love doing. I'm also using the podcast to force myself to learn a new song on the ukulele every week because I can. So the music you hear throughout the show is me trying out a new song. And often if you listen to the end, you'll hear the full rendition. Whether my playing is any good or not is a matter of opinion. But I'm getting better, and that's what it's all about, right? (laughs) Okay, this episode is a highly practical tips-based episode. Now, I do a lot of speaking. I speak at meetups, universities, conferences, at my own workshops. It's one of my favorite, favorite things to do. And the more speaking I do, the more I learn. And often the stuff that I learn is through the mistakes I make which is why mistakes are so valuable, right? It's the learning you get from them. Like Henry Ford said, failure is simply the opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. Oh, and I also saw a really good quote by Tony Robbins who said, it doesn't matter how many mistakes you make, you're still way ahead of everyone who isn't trying. Mm, Love that one. (laughs) Anyway, over time, I've learned a lot about what to do and what not to do when it comes to speaking. And today, I'd like to share with you the 12 essential things, or you might call them steps, 12 steps, that I carry out before every presentation to ensure it runs as smoothly and as stress-free as possible. And these are 12 things that I myself have, could you call it curated? You know, all the things that I've learned through my speaking experience, I've whittled it down to these 12 essential steps. Now, I understand 12 things is a lot to remember. So here's something really cool. I've created a free downloadable checklist just for you, which you can print off and keep it on your desk or somewhere visible next time you're prepping for your next presentation or speech. 
Each of these things is key to the success of your presentation. So I highly recommend you go and download that worksheet. You can grab it at thecmethod.com slash 12 steps. That's the number 12. So one, two steps, thecmethod.com slash 12 steps. All right, without further ado, let's get into the 12 essential steps to a ridiculously good presentation. I've listed these not in order of importance, rather they are in order of when you would carry them out. So I'm starting with sort of where you'd start further out from your presentation. And then as I get down the list, it's going to get closer and closer to your presentation until the day of presentation. Okay. So the first essential step is know who your audience is. Okay. This is critical if you want your message to resonate. If you don't know who the audience will be, you need to call the organizer and find out. You need to ask them how many people will be attending, what's their demographic, what are they expecting to get out of the presentation. And this will give you some clues to then help you construct your presentation. I made this mistake when I was in the Philippines I was told I'd be presenting to a group of university students. Now, I didn't ask what year level they would be. And the group that I'd spoken to beforehand were graduating students. And these students were actually first and second year students, so they were a bit younger. And the thing in the Philippines is that university students are actually younger than than the age of university students in Australia. So instead of being maybe 18 or 19, they were 16 or 17, which makes quite a difference. So when I was speaking to them, I was focused on, you know, how you, how you'd get a job, how to differentiate yourself to stand out. And I didn't realize that these guys were a lot younger. So they had a lower maturity level. And also getting a job wasn't high on their priority list because they were, they'd only just um, started university. So that was a very important lesson that I learned. You have to know exactly who your audience is. Okay, the second essential step, decide what your audience's number one takeaway will be. I want you to think, if your audience only remembers one thing from your presentation, what would it be? If they forgot everything else and only retained one thing, one key message or one key idea, what would it be? Then, as you write your presentation, make everything you share, every story, every example, relate it back to this one takeaway. Not only will it make your presentation easier to write, your delivery will be much more focused and engaging. It'll make the message much clearer for people. Number three, prepare an attention-grabbing opening, like a story or a fact. Never start a presentation with, Hi, my name is so-and-so. Thanks so much for coming along today. Ugh, this is so generic and boring. Instead, tell a story that relates to your one thing. It could be a story about you, a story about someone else, or even the origin of the project that you're presenting. Essential step number four. Know exactly when and where you'll be giving the presentation. I was once delivering a lecture at the University of Melbourne and I remember this was one of my very first speaking gigs and I was so excited. This was this was years ago and I was super prepared. I was so excited. I 
you know, made sure that I arrived early and I got to the venue and I walk into the lecture theater and there's the lecturer who'd hired me to come in and speak. There he is sitting there talking to someone else and the theater was otherwise empty. And he looked at me and he said, Christina, what are you doing here? I said, I'm here to give my presentation. He said, Christina, that's not till next week. I was so embarrassed. I mean, you could say that I was so excited I, you know, wanted to show up early, but I completely got the dates wrong. Luckily, it wasn't the other way around, and I rocked up a week late. But still, you always have to double check when it is and where it is. In terms of being knowing where it is, you don't need the added stress of being unable to find the building or the room you're presenting in. So always confirm the location. And if you can, visit the location the day before or sometime beforehand to check out the room layout and the equipment if that is going to be important to the effectiveness of your presentation. Essential step number five. So we're getting a little bit closer to the day of presentation. We're getting to about maybe two days before, maybe a day before. Make sure that you have a comfortable outfit that will make you stand out but won't distract you. So now is not the time to wear those brand new shoes that will give you blisters from walking to the venue. This is an unwanted distraction. And this is also not the time to deck yourself out with lots of beautiful jewellery that's going to cling and clank. Is that even a word? Clink, clinging jewelry? No, clanging jewelry. Making lots of noise as you move around. You don't want to wear something that's distracting. You need to wear something that you feel comfortable and powerful in. Yes, that's right. Powerful. So wear those pants that are really flattering. You know, wear that jacket that makes you feel like a boss. You don't want to be wearing some, something that you're going to have to like pull at. You know, if there's a, if you've got a skirt or a shirt or something that keeps creeping up and you have to pull it down. Do not wear that because you do not want to have that distraction while you're speaking. And it'll also make you look a little bit weird. Maybe your skirt's creeping up and you need to pull it down, but that might, to an audience, that might make you look like you're unsure of yourself or you're nervous because you're fiddling with your skirt or or your shirt or whatever. Essential step number six. Rehearse the first 30 seconds. When you have a strong start to your presentation, not only does it grab the audience's attention, it can also help you maintain that confidence as you continue. You know that attention-grabbing opening that you've prepared, that story or fact? You want to come out and be really punchy and confident and deliver that without your notes. If you're using notes, do not use them for that opening, for that first 30 seconds. The first 30 seconds is so important to grabbing the audience's attention and making them go, wow, this person's amazing, better listen in. So practice, practice those first 30 seconds. Rehearse them over and over until it rolls off the tongue. Do it on the day of your presentation as well as a warm-up. Essential step number seven. Run through your entire presentation and time it. Now, this is especially useful if you're fairly new to presentations, if you don't do them very often. If you don't get much practice, you do, and you're told that you, you, you know, you're only speaking for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, it is worthwhile to run through it to see if you can stick to time. 
This will also help you see if you're cramming too much information in. If you're struggling to stick to the time limit, cut some stuff out. Remember, if it doesn't relate to that one takeaway, it does not need to be in there. And also remember that audiences cannot remember a whole lot of information. So you're doing them a favor by simplifying your presentation down. Essential tip number eight. Plan to rest up, relax, and sleep the night before. Now, the topic of sleep could be a whole, uh, could be a whole podcast series in itself. But I'll just say this. Lack of sleep will give you a serious case of the brain fuzzies. You need to be focused so you can deliver your presentation to the best of your ability. That's all I'm going to say about that. Get your sleep. Essential step number nine. This is the day of. Day of the presentation. Eat a high-protein, low-sugar breakfast. I truly believe in eating low sugar. Personally, I try to not eat sugar at all. High sugar foods like cereal, muffins, or fruit yogurt will make your energy spike and then crash, right? And by the time you give your presentation, you do not want to be having the brain fuzzies from that energy crash and then reaching for more sugary food, which will perk you up again, but not in a good way. My favorite breakfast is eggs avocado and spinach. Love it. It's really, really good for solid, sustained energy. And if you can, avoid coffee. When you're speaking, your natural adrenaline will get your energy up, believe me. You don't need any extra caffeine to give you the the shakes. Essential step number 10, we're nearly there. This is for the day of. This is for right before your presentation. Do two minutes of power posing. Now, if you've been to one of my public speaking workshops, you'll know that I love to get everyone standing up and doing power posing, which is when you stand in a really powerful position like Beyonce or Wonder Woman or Superman, you know, with your hands on your hips, shoulders back, chin slightly tilted up, chest out. I do this before every presentation. Go into the bathroom, make sure no one else is there, look in the mirror and hold a power pose like Wonder Woman, hold a power pose and stand there for two minutes. Your strong, powerful stance will tell your brain that you are confident and powerful. This has been scientifically proven. There's a great TED Talk by Amy Cuddy. It's a really, really well-known TED Talk. You may have heard me mention it before. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes if you want to go and watch that. But she explains there how our how the positions of our bodies actually affect our minds and have the power to make us feel strong and confident and at the same time, weak and powerless. So which one would you rather be? Yeah, that's what I thought. Do your power posing. We're up to number 11. This is the second last one. Converse with others to warm up and get into the flow of talking. I truly believe in this one. Giving a presentation without talking to anyone beforehand is like going from a standstill to a sprint. You won't see a professional runner not do a warm-up before a sprint because that's how you pull your hammy. So you do need to warm up. And to do this, just chat to people. Talk to the barista at the coffee shop. 
talk to the security guard, or even better, talk to members of the audience. The people who get there early, go around, introduce yourself, say, hi, my name is, what's your name? What are you here for? What are you hoping to get out of the talk? What brought you here today? Blah, 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 blah. Just practice speaking. And then by the time you start presenting, your words will just flow with ease because your brain and your, and your body, your mouth, whatever, has been, is used to speaking. Think of it as the warm up to your talk. And the final and most important step to delivering a ridiculously good presentation You'll have to download the worksheet to find out. Just kidding, I'm not that mean. It is. Believe that you have something important to share. The ultimate way to build inner confidence is to truly believe that you are worth listening to. If you know that you have something important to share and that your audience will benefit from listening to you, you will deliver your message with an underlying sense of calm and strength. So if you find yourself worrying about messing up or what people will think of you, turn your focus instead to how important your message is and why your audience needs to hear it. So even if you just do this one thing, if you ignore all the other steps that I've shared and you do this one thing, you will still be well on your way to delivering a ridiculously good presentation. Remember to grab your printable copy of the checklist at thecmethod.com slash 12 steps. That's slash one, two steps. I highly recommend you print it out, pop it on your desk or somewhere visible and make sure that you check each of those things off when you're preparing your next presentation or speech. So thecmethod.com slash 12 steps. And if you find it useful, please tell someone else about it. Tell someone else to go and download it too. And that's it from me this week. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you spending some time with me today. I will see you next week for episode 60. Keep on being awesome. My name's Christina Canters, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'd like to dedicate this song to my dearest mother. I played this song for her on Mother's Day the other week. This one is called Till There Was You. was you.